So just in case if you missed our episode 1 of season 1 we discuss India's team selection for the World Cup. Now during that discussion we used the word core about 6 to 7 times which is fine. We were using the word to emphasize the core 12 members of Indian squad. Now between episode 1 and episode 2 India was playing in ODI versus Australia and we were casually chatting about the game and all of a sudden Nikhil dropped a bomb by declaring that I have a second thoughts about Dhawan's inclusion in core. Nikhil do you care to comment considering Dhawan had his career best figures in the fourth ODI but <laughs> but the tragedy is that India lost that fourth ODI with a first inning total of 358 and also they couldn't chase like 270 odd runs in the fifth ODI. and end up losing the first series at home after 2015 and i guess nick must have lot to comment regarding the same <laughs> yeah nish so what's going on with team india bro openers are underperforming punt trying to mimic tony butterfingers in the outfield well instead of using that odi series against australia to fine tune the squad it's like it has opened a can of worms <laughs> and looks like we haven't yet finalized our number 4 or number 5 position <laughs> yeah yeah did we choose our core players too early or what and <laughs> for, <laughs> for a brief moment i did think that taxing dhawan from our core 12 member team uh, is a good idea but then he scored that magnificent century in the fourth odi and but he again failed in the fifth odi and some people may argue that he is a flat track bully but well most of the track in england tracks in england are going to be flat tracks so we should accept expect him to uh, score big but why wasn't kl rahul playing in the fifth odi that seems to perplex me and i cannot understand what's going on in the team management's mind yeah i think i think you touched upon a good point like i was even surprised not to find kl in that fifth odi squad like i still remember <laughs> i still remember the one dropping that easy catch in the 47th over <laughs> i i thought he must be dreaming about the post match celebration of his batting performance <laughs> man like dew uh, is just an excuse for like team like india india is playing at home so they should be aware about the home conditions so anyway so, so for next up we would like to let our listeners know that bcci has recently made some changes regarding the central contract for indian players so before we start our episode we want to briefly run by the changes regarding some notable players <laughs> anish it looks like uh, dhawan is at the center of discussion again <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> he has been demoted to grade a so he was in a plus first so he's going to get a pay cut of indian rupees 2 crores and uh, bhuvi hasn't been included in the elite list either and the surprise package is rishabh pant he goes into the a grade directly and left arm chinaman bowler kuldeep yadav also gets a great grade a contract so that's great i was really happy to see pujara get a graded grade a contract too mm-hmm. it shows that the bcci has a high regard for him in the test team especially his exploits against the recently concluded australian series and I, as expected raina murli vijay and parthiv patel were shown the door <laughs> and it's not long before we see prithvi shaw and mayank agrawal getting a central contract too yeah i think that, that is a great i think uh, this is a great summary so that listeners know what is going on in that central contract so for our episode 2 of the season 1 we would like to discuss india's biggest competition at world cup for our first segment 
and for the second segment we want to touch upon everyone's favorite tournament IPL we will be discussing how IPL is impacting this major ICC tournament so i still have a fresh memory of last world cup this team was really struggling in the world cup 2015 as a matter of fact this team has invented the game of cricket the team like bangladesh which was nowhere in the map beat this particular team and due to which this team can't actually make it to the quarter finals i think by this time you must have guessed it right that i'm talking about england we all know that england is one of the favorites to win the world cup right and among the favorites i would say probably the most favorite team to lift the trophy it's great to watch the transformation for the white ball cricket i think it has lot to do with uh, the change of attitude towards the limited over game by ecb i guess the most important point for them to be the favorite at the this particular tournament is i i think the home advantage we have seen this pattern in last two world cup even the pattern is so strong that even the runners up of the last two world cup are the co-host of the world cup now another point to consider for the english team is they have a very very strong batting lineup they have tried and tested top order middle order and lower batting order like any two batsmen has ability to build that partnership if other members are failing and they have consistently performed well in like last year or so both at home as well as overseas what i like most nikhil about this particular lineup is they have a great group of star players instead of few superstar players i don't think i need to yep. talk much about josh butler he to be to be honest he is my one of the favorite players in this tournament what an amazing year he had with england and the ipl <laughs> and and mark my words like uh, if he will fire up i i see him being a man of the series for the world cup 2019 Yep. another po- another good point about josh butler is he can keep wickets which is actually a good advantage to have so you don't need to have an additional backup wicket keeper in the squad we all know that england has like world class all-rounders they can single handedly win matches for england ben stoke has improved his game a lot over the years kuran brothers is a great discovery prior to the world cup i guess bit of a credit goes to alex stewart he is the one who actually found this guys now england has a yeah. two good spinners in terms of like moin ali and adil rashid means just for the comparison sake uh, like comparing them with the india spinner uh, spinning department they are not as competitive as india spinners but they can provide that batting support to the team moin ali we all know is a genuine all-rounder Rashid can bat well. I think I, I guess in some cases even better than Jadeja. I'm not I'm not saying much about fielding. I don't think that is much of a discussion point because all favorite teams are equally good when it comes to fielding. The area where I guess England needs an improvement or I would say bit of a weakness is their fast bowling. Their current fast bowling lineup is not as good as batting lineup. It's not bad, but I would say probably not as good as lineup like for the most part ban stroke moin ali and adil rashid will be playing so 30 overs are well covered so if india can actually play those 30 overs with like say for an example 5 to 7 uh, sorry 5 to 6 runs and over that that would be great but england will have to play with two additional bowlers right uh, now the choices for that particular bowlers are chris wokes tom curran sam curran mark woods or lime 
now india will have to bit uh, will have to be bit careful playing against like chris wokes but other bowlers are not that experienced and consistent and that is where india can focus and take advantage but the unfortunate thing is they still can chase like 350 plus runs without a sweat by the way just to be clear it was an unfortunate thing for india not england <laughs> Yeah, Anish, as you uh, said, like the English uh, style of playing ODI cricket has changed drastically in the past four years after the 2015 World Cup. What do you think that they have done or changed to accomplish this and become genuine world beaters? Means one of the reasons why England is now strong team, in my opinion, is their participation in IPL. Like we all know that how Butler performed in 2018 IPL. like vitality t20 blast is in existence since 2003 but it got lot of traction in last few years and i think that helped england to get cricketers from their county circuit on top of that we all know that england has a great establishment when it comes to domestic cricket right and i strongly feel that you need to be fundamentally good with red ball and long format cricket even if you look at the current indian squad like most of the star players have a good domestic cricket another point as i said before is like ecb have actually changed their attitude towards the limited over game they realize that in order to dominate this game they really need to pay close attention to the limited over game ecb has recently appointed ed smith as their chief selector and i think he played a good role scouting for the right team he also promoted players and gave them opportunity to play different format which is a key and eventually helped them to build the core team for the world cup those are great points anish about england and we all know that they are one of the top favorites and in addition to england some would say that the aussies are, would also be one of the favorites to defend their world cup crown after smith and warner rejoined the team but for this pod, uh, podcast i'm going to choose another team and based on some uh statistics over the pre- previous previous four years uh i'll try to tell our listeners why we would think that they are a big challenge to the men in blue so this is a team that has come up short at the penultimate hurdle a few times in many world cups they are a team that is very strong on paper but it seems they tend to mess up things at very crucial moments i'm not going to use the c word which doesn't <laughs> associate that with them <laughs> <laughs> but yes the you guessed it right it's the proteas moreover not to forget india plays their opening game of the world cup against the south africans on june 5th at the rose bowl in southampton so mark your calendars guys when we all think of sa the first name that comes to everybody's mm-hmm. mind is ab de villiers but he's retired and also sadly a few other big names opted for the colpack route like money mockel and kyle abbot but let's move on though from those topics and let's check up on what the others have to offer especially against india uh, india and south africa have met four times in the previous editions of the world cup with south africa taking the honors thrice in 92 99 and 2011 and india winning once in 2015 so india don't have such a good record against them in world cup so we need to be wary about that and faf to plessy their captain averages a staggering 80 compared to his overall batting average of 61 again this is for the period spanning the past 4 years 
Then their wicketkeeper batsman Quinton Dickock averages 53 against India, whereas his overall batting average is around 51. But we all know his average did come down uh, against mm-hmm. India recently. Then Hashim Amla, he is a classy player. We all know that, and he does tend to play well against India. They do have some good batsmen in JP Dumini. Unfortunately, he has decided to hang up his boots from mm-hmm. ODI as after the World Cup. And David Miller, two new names: Reza Hendricks and Rasi Vanderdusen. For those who don't know who or what I'm talking about, so Vanderdusen has a batting average of 76 after wow. nine international games. And Hendricks, he set the stage on fire during his exploits in the inaugural Mazansi Super League in South Africa. in which he and both vanderdusen were part of the winning team josie stars so that's on the from the batting side for as far as the bowling goes they have stein mm-hmm. bada and tahir we are we all know about stein's exploits his strike rate that is balls per wicket against india is 28 that's remarkable yeah that's phenomenal yeah compared to his overall strike rate of 33 during the same period and age is mm-hmm. just a number for him the Well, Anish, we all know Rabada is so exciting to watch, and he's a genuine wicket taker, just like Bumrah is for India. And don't we all love the <laughs> celebration when he gets a wicket? He just uh-huh. sets off, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the same league as Chahal and Rohit, if not better. And uh, they have a new pace merchant called Anrish Nautier. I hope his God is pronunciation right. And and you guys can look him up on YouTube. He's pretty impressive. Finally, not to forget Ngidi and Felukwayo. They are pretty tidy bowlers and can bat quite well. As far as India is concerned, it's simple. When they are bowling, get the big fish out early. Dikak, Duplessis, Amla. Else, it's really going to hurt India really bad. And India should also plan for new players as for against whom they haven't played against. Else, they would be found wanting on that mm-hmm. front. We saw what Sam Curran and Ashton Kutcher did to mm-hmm. India recently. from india's batting standpoint i think stein would be the main threat and as we all know in the 2011 edition of the world cup he did pick up a mm-hmm. five wicket haul against india rabada is quick and he can trouble any batsman and he has picked up 15 wickets against india in his past 11 odi games and tahir is a threat to any any team i would say yeah i mean i think i think your uh... your uh, statistical analysis is really informative i know that south africa is actually one of your favorite teams and and they are definitely in great form against sri lanka in odi series so like everything going in their favor what i want to find out from your end is like what can fadoplesi and team management do for world cup to prevent them from choking at a crucial stage of tournament <laughs> you are right anish the south africans have been my favorite team for many years now after team india obviously mm. <laughs> they were just uh, they did whitewash sri lanka final in the recently concluded odi series i don't think there is any quick fix or remedy to get that c tag off their backs but yeah far far duplessy and the management they need to keep the team away from all the negative talk and not let that get the uh, their performance affected someone or many of them have to raise their hands and say that hey okay i'm going to soak up the pressure and play well and that's what comes i mean i know that you mentioned briefly 
about ab in your in your uh, analysis but just to let listeners know that ab has recently reported that south africa is not favorites to win the world cup according to him like i am not saying that this is ab's uh, take uh, but let me ask you a counter question regarding the world cup like considering the recent performance by australia right uh, what do you think about their chances i don't think we can write them off now there is definitely a five match odi series coming up against pakistan starting 22nd march and i think both warner and smith will be back in the side so what do you think well right of australia at your own peril uh-huh. <laughs> i think australia have a very good chance of retaining the world cup and uh, smith and warner would walk into the side any time and it suddenly becomes a full strength australian team khwaja is in good form moreover they have other players like stoinis maxwell and shawn mm-hmm. marsh who can take the game mm-hmm. away from you in the bowling department they have a long list of good bowlers like cummins lyons ampa kultanayal berendorf along with hazelwood and stark yep. returning fit that is a formidable bowling lineup it's going to be a big headache for the australian selectors selecting mainly their bowlers in their 15 man squad the only position i would personally think they have a problem is the wicket keeping department i don't personally feel that the aussies have found a good replacement for adam gilchrist since he yeah i mean i think that's pretty correct australia probably has a bright chance here like i bet this will be a very exciting world cup we all know that india is one of the favorites australia just beat india to mark their presence right west indies regained the form by beating the favorite team south africa is beating <laughs> sri lanka in odi series on the other hand sri lanka showed some surprising form in the test series pakistan has a series coming up against australia to gain some form uh, new zealand is performing well against bangladesh wow i'm i'm really looking forward to this world cup one of the recent remarks by craig macmillan from new zealand that the world cup 2019 will be the most open tournament in the history it's going to be an amazing tournament anish nobody is going to get any freebies none of the games are going to be easy games and teams need to fight it out till the yeah that is correct so moving on so our next segment takes us to the world of glamour entertainment of course hefty paychecks yes you guessed it right it's ipl fans take break from supporting their national team and start supporting their favorite franchise just to give you a scale of this particular tournament there is an approximately more than 1000 crore rupees of profit for each franchise at ipl just to reiterate i'm talking about more than 1000 crore rupees for each franchise and i'm not talking about revenue this is a profit but what is in it for bcci and players well ipl for starter is a huge money spinner for bcci bcci is literally making money by doing nothing it's a great platform for like new talented players to play at highly competitive environment like one unspoken point about this tournament nikhil is it gives such a great exposure to coaches and support staff like tournament is kicking off on 23rd march so to all the listeners please mark your calendar the entire schedule is not yet out but likely to end right before the world cup so nikhil as we all know that there are two sides of coin in this case how will ipl useful to the players for the world cup and on the other hand 
how it might also serve as a headache prior to the world cup so let me come back to you and ask you ask you your thoughts on the negative side of ipl mm. my main worry is the chance for players getting injured take an example of mohammad hafiz i think he fractured his finger while fielding of his own bowling in the pakistan super league he has undergone surgery and he's racing in time to get fit for the world cup he's a key player for pakistan so that's always a worry you know and t20 cricket puts a lot of pressure on player players mind during uh, oh, this one and a half months like doing this over and over again it's going to be really exhausting for them and you want to be fit fresh and r- hit the ground running immediately in an important tournament like world cup uh having just a few days to recover is i would say a recipe for disaster for those who are not probables for the world cup ipl is probably a very important tournament for them to showcase their talent and show that they belong to the world stage so player lo- player workloads must be managed well fingers crossed I mean- honestly speaking i am not in favor of this tournament back to back but like there are some points which will support how players can take an advantage of ipl to prepare for world cup like say for an example ipl will help batsmen to regain their touch for the white ball game uh, i think the world cup will experience like high scoring games and the required run rate can go up to like 8 runs and over in last few overs so ipl can be a bit of a match practice in that situation like ipl is known for delivering good death overs it's it's never been bowlers game i admit that but ipl will help bowlers in a scenario where they may try to restrict an opponent or try to defend a challenging target another interesting point which i mentioned earlier is all franchises have world class coaches and support staff so i think what all players can do if they should actually pick their brain prior to world cup like gaining the right momentum prior to world cup is a key another good point is that this will be an audition for world cup squad selection as most of the cricket boards has not finalized their world cup squad yet so this will be a good opportunity for couple of uh, questionable players to showcase their talent now that being said let me ask you a question regarding the same topic which is actually in news recently so what do you think about workload management by clubs considering world cup is like right after ipl i think it's going to be very tricky for the franchises on one hand you want to have all the players fit and firing for the world cup and on the other hand the franchises want to use these players in most of the games even more so if they qualify for the playoffs all the cricket boards have sent in might have sent in their request to the franchises for workload management i guess so it remains to be seen how they would handle it if i was one of the franchise i would have a rotation policy to keep everyone fresh with enough rest in mm-hmm. between the matches obviously if there is a crunch game or a must win scenario they they should play their best team um what's your take on that uh, nikhil i i still remember like about a year ago i guess post ipl 2018 season key players from india were in news regarding their availability for ipl 2019 mainly because of the proximity of ipl to world cup i think this is the first time ipl will be played prior to world cup and i guess all the key indian players are playing the ipl so let me quote a recent remark by kohli here right we have to work in balance and take smart decisions 
the responsibility and onus is on the player no one will be forced to do something eventually everyone will know no one wants to miss the world cup and cost their team good balance so as kohli mentioned it is not franchise is moral responsibility to manage workload so for this particular discussion yeah. the middle ground in my opinion is each club to work closely with players bcci and other cricket boards for this particular season of ipl we want to keep the spirit of ipl alive but on the other hand not to affect the players fitness yeah so i guess i guess too much of a serious discussion for a non serious tournament <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's move on to the fun part of ipl so i know i know the answer for this question but this is more or less for our listeners so they know where wind is blowing so which is your favorite ipl team nikhil i shall always vouch for mumbai indians amchi great mumbai. man i i am i am also mumbai indian supporter so in any case either supporting india or or mi we will be only bleeding blue so so nikhil you must have followed wedding of akash ambani in that case and and i was i was getting a constant updates from my wife regarding the wedding and 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 please tell me that you have watched uh, cricket fever mumbai indian series on netflix if not i highly recommend please clear your calendar like for next 24 hours and watch this series yeah nish i heard that is pretty cool i'm definitely going to be yeah now 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 that we have an official team to support i mean ipl team to support i want to test your knowledge regarding the same okay, okay. sure let's do this so get ready we all know that rohit sharma is a champion captain for mumbai indians right do you know which team rohit was playing prior to mumbai indians hmm well boy that's a tough one huh? <laughs> i can only remember him playing for mumbai indians for all it eternity. was deccan uh, chargers oh the the fun fact about rohit is he is one of the two players in ipl history to score a century and take an hat trick would you believe rohit taking an hat trick wow really i didn't know that but i do remember that he was one of the wickets in yeah that is sure <laughs> the other player is uh, shen watson uh, who has scored actually the highest number of centuries in ips okay anish let me f- return the favor okay. by asking you a question who was the highest individual or who is the highest individual scorer for the mumbai indians oh, well uh, i'm not sure it can either be sachin or rohit no none of them it's sanat jaisuria oh really yeah i remember him playing the first two season of uh, ipl with mumbai indian yep. now for some fun facts fun fact number 1 would you believe it kings 11 punjab has been 11 times in the past 11 seasons oh wow really <laughs> yeah man <laughs> and fun fact number 2 adam gilchrist has bowled just one ball in the ipl and he got the wicket of harbhajan singh <laughs> so that was in his last ipl match it was i think the sixth season of the 2013 edition of the ipl and guys you should all watch his gangnam style dance on youtube it was amazing <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed this podcast and on behalf of both of us i would like to thank you for listening to it and we hope 
you would tune in again for our next episode till then it's goodbye and take care everybody